When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The flash is over, but here on Poster Recaps Theater, we are just getting started. I'm moving around really fast. Meet me. What's the thing that Speedy Gonzalez says? Uh, arriba, arriba. My name is Ariel, and uh, yeah, it's Grace. Grace, what's up? You're my co-host. Are you going as fast as I am? No, I slowed down to put a can of tomatoes in my shopping cart. But you can't. You can't just make that casual joke like that. That means that means too much. Oh yeah, uh, not to me. Yeah, <laughs> just a little, just a little preview of yeah. what's to come. Uh, but please do remember to subscribe to Poetry Recaps Theater. It means a lot, but not as much as like you know traveling back in time to change something. But perhaps the next, the next and, best thing down. And if you think, oh man, I should have subscribed to Poetry Recaps slash Movies earlier, and you try to travel back in time via the Speed Force, don't do that. Don't do, just don't worry about it. Just you can do it now. You don't have to travel back in time. Yeah, Yeah. and if you travel forward and perhaps like you missed Grace saying the link, it's poshrecaps.com slash movies for your URL podcast catchers. Uh, Wow, this movie, it's very much not an understatement to say that an incredibly anticipated movie. There were a lot of expectations put on this movie. Arguably, depending on where you land on the spectrum, as far as if you liked it or not, arguably too much expectation. The best marketing campaign since Smile, I'll say. From people who should know better, to be clear. Uh, Grace Cruz. Yeah. What? uh, Wow, Tom Cruise. I can't wait to talk about that. But I guess very, very quickly, what was what is your relationship with the Flash character in general, even coming into this movie? Because I'm just curious. Nothing. Nothing about the Flash. Like I know of the Flash, but I don't think I've ever watched a single piece of media Mm. that the Flash has been in. So I'm 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 telling on myself that I'm not a DCEU uh, person. I didn't join Everything is Super and do uh, do the DCEU. Uh, rewatch i've watched a few of the movies i've watched the both wonder woman movies i think that's it i think Mm -hmm. maybe in terms of the dceu did we watch anything i watched shazam i've seen Mm -hmm. both shazams so that's what i've seen nothing with ezra miller in it i didn't watch the tv show the flash nothing um so yeah i have no real connection to him and uh yeah, this so this movie did not work for me at all. So yeah, and mm-hmm. I, you know, and I only ask because I do have a, I wouldn't say a deep rooted history, but I have a, I have a deep love and appreciation for this character. Just the Flash, to be clear, the Flash character in general, and all the different iterations of of him you know i was a big fan of the flash tv show the uh, cw tv show the i think the first season is basically perfect and it ends you know i may or may not spoil it later depending on on where we get to on this podcast but it's just so beautiful that story and the the barry allen and you know in some universes the wally west characters are just very 
well drawn out characters that you know he's he's in some ways like the spider-man of the dc universe and he's like very funny quippy and just like a nerd um and this movie was not good but i i had a good time watching it and i know that sounds like a cop-out but there were so many things that i was like oh my god it's the speed force oh my god it's this like there were so many stupid nerd moments that to be fair to reality weren't that 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 doesn't speak to the quality of the movie that's literally just oh they checked a box and they like said that thing or they showed a thing well i Uh, was watching live when the flash uh entering the speed force was named the greatest movie moment of all time i was watching that Right. That was, on the on the on the on the Oscars, yeah, of all time that or that year, I think. Incredible. Was that like a multiverse thing? I think maybe we poked our heads through. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember if. I mean, I, I I remember experiencing that alongside with you, at least you know culturally, if not physically, next to you. But yeah. uh, that was a wild moment. That was probably as wild as some of the things that happened. They only did that to be like all you fools who want the public to be able to vote on the Academy Awards. <laughs> look, look uh-huh. what they'll give you. The Flash entering the Speed Force, the greatest movie movie moment in history. Look what look, Twitter voting has. We're not going to let you do this. Yeah. Uh, no, you're yeah. not going to get away with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so and I, it, it, there's so much about the movie that doesn't work. And there's a lot of, it, it's genuinely confounding to me, some of the decisions that were made. And when it comes to something this high profile, I am able to at times, even, you know, even a character like this that I have a lot of love for and regard for, just kind of take a step back and be like, this is so fascinating that this even exists because of the amount of, of money and decision making that it took to even get this product. And so many people have to like see this thing and everyone's like yeah tom cruise what was the tom cruise quote when he, he says he, the greatest superhero movie of all time the greatest superhero movie of all time yeah listen i know that tom cruise does a lot of stunts perhaps i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to start to to mm-hmm. uh you know guess or start rumors but perhaps there is some some uh damage to his body that he has uh you know earned that have make him think this way I, i'm not sure but this is not that and he's trying to save cinema <laughs> Yeah. That's, uh, speaking of things, think, speaking of things in the multiverse, that yeah, that uh, leaked f- audio of him just like yelling about how, about the future of cinema, incredible moment. Um, Wasn't he yelling? He was he was yelling at his guests because they weren't being COVID safe, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They so were like, we are sa- we are gonna save like, the world. If we're not safe, we our movie won't come out, and then that'll be bad. So I don't stay know. safe. It's like y'all. It's, yeah, that one. It's like I'm like, oh, you're so close to like being yeah. right, you know. <laughs> You're like halfway, like half a few degrees off. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you like stopped your sentence early, mm-hmm. I'd agree. Like, we have to be COVID safe <laughs> Stop. to save the movie industry. <laughs> to save the movie industry because it's going to live on past this thing that I only half believe in. Yeah. I mean, uh, I am pretty excited for Mission Impossible. Uh, what is it? Dead Reckoning Part One? Dead Reckoning colon Part One. No, no, it's, it's, Mission, oh, it's Mission colon, colon Impossible. impossible. Dash. Yeah, yeah, imaginary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dead reckoning. I think there's another colon. There must be a comma or something. <laughs> part one. I don't know. Anyway, comma. Oxford comma remains to be no. seen. That's for part two. That's for part two. To no, I don't think there is a second colon. I think it's just dead reckoning part one. Yeah, but one uh, is spelled out. 
that anyway it's a dead reckoning I, I? To, um, to, I think for this movie there are a ton of good ideas in here mm -hmm. so tons of really good ideas there's a scene or two in here that like does work for me and then so much of the rest of it i'm like uh i don't i i feel like ah you like dropped you dropped all the good ideas on the floor and now they're all on the floor um, is how I sort of feel about the movie. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's so many factors that go into why this is chaotic to say the least. So all of the Ezra Miller alle uh, uh, allegations, okay. um, which we can talk about the way that they actually try to address them in the movie, which I absolutely hated. Um, but he has all of these things going on that he has now claimed as mental health. I don't know if you can like groom a child and be like, ah, it's my mental health. I think, I think that's just bad. I think probably you, you need to just not be in this movie, but he's in so much of the movie. Um, no spoiler. Like, I mean, it's in the trailer. He, he's literally two people in this movie. Yes, um, so all of, all of that, sorry, if I've misgendered, I think I might've misgendered them as I was speaking. Um, they, they, yeah, I just think that, so there's all of that that I feel like is so it's such a problem it was adding it was certainly adding to the to the conversation around the movie right of like the anticipation of this thing that they clearly would risk all yeah. of that to your point yeah and just decide you know what we don't have the time or the money to reshoot this even if we think we should which it doesn't seem like they did and we're gonna risk it all and because it's that good right that was that was the that was the marketing even if it was mm -hmm. like the uh the the back channel marketing but it's clearly not good enough that it's 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 not being part of James Gunn's new DCU. So it's clearly not that good. It's clearly not that good enough in that way. Right. Uh, so I just right. don't understand it. They're like actively making a choice, James Gunn, to say like, yeah, Blue Beetle, that's part of the DCU. This movie is not part of the DCU. So uh, it's the DCEU. It's the end of the DCEU. It's not the DCU, which apparently is the way that they're making the yeah, distinction between the two. Um and, and so also, it's it's, yeah. it's interesting to me that like the entire for me the the thing that kept making sense as someone who's familiar with the Flashpoint storyline that this movie is based on and it's it works in a lot of similar ways of like you know changes made to things change reality whatever and it just made sense to me unfortunately that they'd be like this is the movie that we need in order to change the thing you know to change the reality going forward and it kind of gives an in-universe explanation for why things could be different and then for them to just say yeah this isn't really part of it it just feels extra empty and very short-sighted and just like putting good money or putting bad money after good or whatever the metaphor is but then you know we're not going to put out batgirl because that's too much of a thing like it's just and i know it's apples and oranges a little bit but also it's just at the end of the day it's a decision that someone made for money purposes and we'll i don't know and maybe it worked in another universe but it certainly didn't work in this one based on the box office grace yeah what did it make like 55 million dollars this weekend it's made about uh, 140 world worldwide mm -hmm. which is i mean it's a hundred million dollar movie just just nothing i think 74 internationally 66 uh domestically yeah i mean they were hoping they were estimating I think it was like 70 or 75 domestically for the weekend. And it obviously falls short of that. And that's never good. Um, 
but I guess uh, so. So yeah, and the budget there is like over two hundred million. Yeah, and then I'm just trying to see like if it has any runway in terms of. I mean, it did win the weekend. Uh, uh this past this past weekend, but um, um, I mean. I feel like it kind of has until Indiana Jones comes out to kind of mm-hmm. that's its runway. I feel like, cause I don't think really asteroid city comes out. I think um, this Friday and no hard feelings. And I don't feel like either of those are stepping on space. No that the flashes yeah. is, is, is in I mean, so to, this, to this point about timing and releases. I think certainly yeah, some people have spoken about the uh, across the spider verse movie that came out not too long ago. And that potentially like, you know, eating up some of the excitement in my nerd brain. This was like a completely different thing. This was, this had such a, I mean, not just quality and you know, the, the, the spider verse stuff in my mind is like miles ahead of this, but just as far as the hype around it and like, okay, we finally getting to see this thing that may or may not be amazing. Uh, so it's all, it hasn't been boring as I like to say, <laughs> certainly the pre, the pre lead up to the movie was not boring. Um, and I do not say that lightly because they were, there was some very, uh, serious things going on unfortunately but as we said they decided to move on and i think that we should move on to the uh spilling of the psrt and get into some spoilers so that we can finally discuss some of the ridiculous specifics of this movie okay here we go after helping Batman and Wonder Woman stop a wob- uh, robbery, I was speaking like uh, Barbara Walters, a wobbly from <laughs> Gotham's general, Barry Allen uh, visits his childhood home where his mom was murdered and his dad went to prison because of it. Uh, Barry accidentally uses the speed force to travel back in time and uh, he tells Batman about doing that. Batman tells him, don't do that. That's <laughs> so Ben Affleck Batman is like, hey, no. Yes, Batfleck, which has never worked for me ever, but I'm so happy for him that he's making money. I'm like, good for you, Batfleck. Yeah. You make your money, but this he was never he was never really working for me, uh, as Batman, that is. Uh, you have Batmans on your payroll? They're working for you? He, this Batman's not working he for He was me. not working hard for me. He yeah, was, I fired him. doing Wayne's stuff. So Barry goes back in time anyway, because of course he does, and he prevents his mom from being murdered by placing a can of tomatoes in her cart, which is like the confluence of events that like led to her murder. Basically that well, he, prevents. the dad goes to the store to yeah. buy the tomatoes and while he's gone, his mom gets murdered. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so while traveling back, he winds up in 2013 accidentally where his mom is alive and he meets a younger version of himself uh, who is 18. And it's the day where he got his powers along his timeline. So Barry takes his younger self to the police department to try to recreate that moment where the younger Barry gets the powers because older Barry, who has ended up here accidentally, doesn't want to mess with the timeline. Uh, But it works, except that the lightning bolt that hits the younger Barry goes through the original Barry and it causes the original Barry to lose his powers. So now we have like one of those older, more seasoned people teaching the younger person how to use his powers dynamic that sometimes is working with these two and uh then separate from that zod played by michael shannon question mark who was in the man of steel movie at the very beginning of the dceu to your point about all of that ending quote unquote with this uh zod arrives to earth again determined determined to destroy the earth the berries who are now working together try to assemble the justice league but realize that a lot of them do not exist they tracked. They do realize that Batman does exist. They of course go to Wayne Manor. They tracked down Bruce Wayne, but it's a different one than the one that Barry knew. This one is not played by Ben Affleck. It is played by Michael Keaton, who we know uh, from the 
movie that came out in 1989. Yeah, Batman 89. Yeah. And so Batman explains that uh, Barry must have affected the universe by going back in time and the changes uh, from before and how there are changes from before Barry left that have been affected by what he did. Time is spaghetti. They <laughs> just about to say they literally use spaghetti. I guess time is soup is like a is over, but now yeah. time is spaghetti is having its moment. Yeah. And there's tomato sauce on it to be clear. Of course, the group tries to find Superman because they realize that there was a, sh a Kryptonian ship that, uh, that fell and fell in Siberia. They use Batman's like detective technology to figure that out. But instead of uh, Batman, excuse me, instead of Superman or Kal-El as he's known on Krypton, they find Kara Zor-El, who is Supergirl, played by Sasha Kali or Kaye. Kara flies original Barry because she gets back in the sun. She gets her powers. She flies original Barry into a storm and he regains his powers, which is like kind of barbaric when it happens. But thankfully, it actually works and they don't just kill him. Mm -hmm. uh, Kara, Batman, and the Barrys fight Zod because now that both Barrys have powers, they fight Zod in the army. Kara learns that Zod intercepted baby Superman from coming to Earth, which is a different version of the reality that we know from these original movies and from like history. Uh, and he killed him. He killed Superman because he had the code to recreate Krypton in his DNA. Uh, and then you actually like find out that it's Kara who does, which is like an unnecessary thing that they needed to tell us, but fine. Uh, Kara and Bruce are killed fighting Zod. The berries try to travel back in time to save them, but find that each time Kara and Bruce still die. As they continue to do so, the multiverse uh, starts to collapse in on itself. And uh, 2013 Barry continues to get impaled with like this Krypton metal. And he starts to, he's looking like, uh, I don't know, kind of like a dinosaur. I don't know what to call him. Original Barry realizes that they can't save Batman or Kara no matter what, uh, even though the younger Barry continues to try. And then a third Barry arrives who we had seen earlier in the movie, but we just didn't know who it was. And he's been like heavily corrupted with these Krypton metals. Uh, he's determined to make sure that their mother is saved. Corrupted Barry tries to kill original Barry, but he kills his younger self instead, the 2013 Barry, and therefore erasing himself from the timeline. This actually makes sense, even though it doesn't sound like it. Barry comes to terms with his mother's death and goes back in time to remove the can of tomatoes that he put into her cart that saved her. Now he's removing them after he puts them in. Uh, but he has a moment where he gets to say goodbye to his mom as a stranger at the supermarket. However, when he returns to his final actual timeline that he had left at the beginning of the movie, he has made a timeline where his uh, dad looks. Uh, there's a whole thing where his dad is. His dad doesn't look up in the camp. There's there's video footage. Yes, 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 and his yes. dad there's doesn't look footage, up. There's evidence. Yes. And to his dad is alibi. But he now, put, I think it's what. Right. It's like Barry had put the tomatoes on top to so that right. in the right. supermarket when he went back in time. So he did make that change. Uh, it turns out that his dad is innocent. The alibi that the that his dad needed to get out of jail proved to be useful. He contacts Bruce Wayne, him being Barry, and when he, Batman shows up, it's George Clooney Batman, who we also kind of know from uh, a older movie that they made at some point. And then in a post credit scene, Barry drinks with Arthur Curry, aka Aquaman, who's played by Jason Momoa, and reveals that uh he's aquaman in every universe so that's useful information that's just because that there's an aquaman movie coming out and uh that jason Momoa is gonna be part of the dcu just that's, uh, what that that's right see that makes sense yeah that's unfortunate 
That's all, the only reason <laughs> that scene is in there. Yeah. I was a little bit annoyed because I feel like I'm trapped by post credit scenes these days where I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but what if something important happens and I have to sit here for eight minutes and watch it? I was really annoyed that the scene happened. And then I realized that like, oh, it actually like it's still kind of pointless, but it is in there for a very specific right, reason. Right. For, for at least a future looking reason as opposed to just feeling like right. this is more nonsense. Um, yeah. Obviously, the movie is incredibly complicated and. The story and incredibly not, ugly, <laughs> but the effects just look so not good. Um, I mentioned the CW TV show that uh, that there is a version of the Flash in, and you know that's a TV show with a much smaller budget, and especially in its first season, had a relatively very small budget because they were taking a chance on it. And there were parts of this movie that looked way worse than anything that you would see on like the you know questionable quality cw budget that they had and a lot of this movie had that stuff it was just like we're gonna lean in to they could there were ways that they could have done certain things like when for instance when barry is like traveling in the speed force and there's like the it almost looks like the memories are sitting in like an auditorium around them or more like a small coliseum and that just looked pretty bad and that at least felt important it's so i think it's so bad and i will i will even give them uh the credence to say that this is not a rushed cgi job although i have there's a um, a twitter account i saw that was talking about basically like why the cgi looks bad and mm-hmm. and to be honest i'm again someone that like i didn't think quantum mania looked that bad i just like my eye can't see it i like can't see the eye spy you know I thought this was so bad, but if it's a like, it feels so bad that it had to be a choice to like Mm -hmm. basically have the when you're like sitting in the speed force bubble, everything outside of the speed force bubble, all of the the moments are like animated sort of cartoony, you know, video gamey. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a choice and that's fine. I just think it's a really bad, it just, it's a really bad choice. It looks ugly. I think, especially in the, in the era of like, oh, Hey, all the CGI looks bad in these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you're rushing it to then make this like design choice that I think does not work. And then also like, yeah, I'm willing to give them credit, but I, I don't know that like a ton of people are like, I think a lot of people are like, wow, it looks really bad. So that really threw me because it's supposed to be basically like the most important premise of the of the movie and Mm -hmm. i mean as you can argue the thing that did work for me is the thing with his mom so like batman being like don't do that and he's like yeah but it's my mom i could have my mom and i could like change it you know the most incremental thing what if i just put a can of tomatoes in her car to me that works um and the final scene when he goes back to reverse it also worked for me i really i did i did like that scene i thought the rest of the movie doesn't work i find personally ezra miller to be not good in the movie i find that there is a way and i know that there are people who feel this way about spider-man who find spider-man to be very annoying Mm. i don't find spider-man to have ever been annoying he's kind of his most annoying maybe at like the andrew garfield spider-man just because it's like the, the rest of the movie isn't really working so then it's like uh the goofiness isn't really going for him but i love tom holland spider-man i really love toby mcguire Spider-Man. i mean the goofiness in spider-man 3 obviously gets critiqued and and sort of yeah, memed a lot it has its own special place yeah but i just found 
Barry Allen to be very annoying. I hate the first scene of the movie so much. We want to talk about bad graphics, Ariel? Let's talk about the babies. You mean we didn't mention the babies? The baby shower. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't catch. The person that I saw the movie was like, "Oh, it's a baby shower." I was like, "Oh, that's that is good." Um, what? It's a baby shower? What you, <laughs> they're they're falling. <laughs> they're falling into microwaves, Grace. Apparently, it just looked. It, it, it looks really so looked, bad. It didn't look good at all. And I guess to the only good thing I can say about it is at least it like sets you up for the rest of the movie. It's a very that flat the movie's gonna be bad. <laughs> no, I mean that it's gonna. Excuse me. What I meant to say was that it oh, sets you up for how the how the VX how the visual effects are gonna look. I know what you meant. I'm uh, but I. Yeah, that was bad. And like the dog, at least the dog was cute, but that just looked kind of dumb. I, I I find the line between what I will find to be because like there is silly humor that I love. And I find like there is I utilize a lot of, I think, very silly humor. But for me, there is such this line when it when it's working and when it's not working and him eating at the beginning while he's like the babies are falling. I just hated it so much. I don't think I've I, I can't honestly think of something I watched this year. What's what have we watched? That's been like we didn't really like Magic Mike, The Last Dance. Uh I don't know. We watched what's that movie with like Christian Bale last year? Uh, was it last uh, year? Or this oh, year? Amsterdam. That was awful. Yeah, Amsterdam. But like, I really, I really think this is the thing I was sitting in my seat hating more than anything else I've watched because I don't know. It's just being silly with like babies falling to the ground. It looks terrible. And then you're like, also, he's eating food because he's like, he's like, he's not, he's on the protein or whatever. He needs to like carb up and fuel up. Uh, he has a watch. I just thought it was so not good and not funny, and I didn't like it. And and I'm really sorry if you, like no shade on anybody. If you love this movie, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you saw this movie and loved it. This is just the most not for me I think I've ever been sitting in a movie theater watching, specifically this opening scene because I think there is things in here like Michael Keaton Batman. Happy. I, I'm a little confused with the choices they made about how they included Michael Keaton Batman in the movie. Love the Kara Zor-El stuff and being like, actually, Zod killed a baby. I'm like, that's friggin' awesome. I love it's it. Dark. It's dark. And then dark. I'm like, and then I'm like, but then they didn't really do anything with it. They're just like, yeah. yep. Uh, and she dies. Uh, she makes Barry sit in lightning and then she dies. And then the, the same thing with Batman. They're like, he is old, retired detective Batman, but also he knows about time travel and also he dies. And so I'm just like, I don't know if again, this like idea of like good ideas. And then they just like immediately tripped and spilled them all on the floor. And they had tried to pick it up. Like, and it just looks like spaghetti. And I'm like, I don't think I get it. You're like, I don't even like spaghetti. Um, no, I think this metaphor, the metaphor of of dropping (laughs) (laughs) the metaphor of dropping good ideas, I think is a good one because I think for me, it's more like, I agree with your with your version completely, but for me, it's like the good ideas and the bad ideas, they were trying to hold both in their hands at the same time and right. like hold them both up. And by that, I mean like have them stand up to reason and they dropped so much of the good. And I think, you know, to, to, to highlight some of that, I agree. Like the Kara stuff, I don't think, you know, it's a little, it, 
the dialogue feels a little flat from Kara, but like I really feel the emotion from the character. And again, similar to The Flash, like I really love a lot of the Supergirl stories and I was a fan of the series and like uh, her in the uh, DC, uh, the Justice League and like the Justice League Unlimited cartoons. Like I am such a fan of Supergirl. So like to have a version of her that has to grapple with having failed her mission, having her cousin have been murdered this whole time and her not know it was like really dark and um she's like trapped I, in a in a krypton cage yeah, in, in Siberia. Well, it was awful yeah. yeah and the so that that was really affecting my you know seeing michael keaton i thought i thought it was gonna get cheap much faster than it did for me i think the some of the some of the lines it was like too much like by the time we got the you want to get nuts let's get nuts I it was in the trailer to, Don't i wanted to trailer. vomit i know and and the that's that's part of my disgust for it because like the whole time i'm like oh no that line is still coming like i wish they had used that line earlier and now because of the trailer like you said i know that that line's coming and i hate it michael keaton so charismatic as usual like so yeah. interesting to get a version of him who you know, had been through some stuff and it kind of quit being, being Batman, uh, you know, having the older Batman is very true of the flashpoint storyline. Although I thought the twist was going to be that he was in fact, Thomas Wayne, the father, because in the, in the original flashpoint storyline, like the people who died in the alleyway in Batman's universe are the mom and the son. So Thomas Wayne, the dad becomes Batman, mm. but whatever. Mm. Um, so I think this was like that, but just keep his name Bruce. Basically they took like the same beat a little bit and just made him older. Um, I but think, they wanted both the good ideas and the bad ideas. Yeah, wanted, see, no, I think yeah, that's a, yeah. that's exactly because in this you're one, right. they're like this is not eighty. It seems like canon wise, this is not like eighty nine Batman. This is not the same. It's it just happens to be like the, Michael Keaton as a as a completely new version of Batman. Yeah, because you know, yeah. multiversally, there's going to be a different Batman who looks like Michael Keaton, but it isn't the Michael Keaton that we've seen. And apparently, according to this movie, the internal logic, like time when you adjust time it moves backwards and forth like that part felt very dark I, grace where yes, was, when you affect yes. time it affects the past and the future i'm like well i know that from dark i know the rules well except this is a much more in line of like you can change the past uh right. uh which is like very much what like uh this is much more back to the futury than uh, right, right, right. um than than dark but um I did like that. I did. I do like this idea that like you think and it op I feel like I was like, OK, yes, that's a great way to explain how you're going to explain multiverse stuff of like mm -hmm. even if you go back in time to this point, like it, it, like time is not like linear. So, yeah, it messes up some stuff before. Yeah, I actually thought that was like I was like, oh, OK, all right. That makes sense because I was like, yeah, I don't understand how this is Batman, but OK. Right. And then they yeah, I think the the bowl of spaghetti is silly, but also effective in the sense that like it gives you like a visual representation, and it's not like the same multiverse tree that we've seen in the MCU a million times. Yeah, and another thing I liked you already you already went into this before because I do want to discuss the my feeling on the Barry Allen performance or the performances I should say because there mm -hmm. are two distinct ones. The mother stuff totally worked. It's such a it's such a hallmark of like the Flash character and that loss. And I think, you know, they hired a a charismatic actress to play the mom and she's not in it for long, but she has a couple of like really emotional scenes that are just, you know, it's that universal thing of like you're gonna you're gonna fill it in, you're gonna fill in their connection with your connection with a parent. And I think 
you know, that's, it feels, it felt well earned to me. Like I started crying when Iris shows up in the movie and, uh, his, you know, his like in most universes, Barry oh, yeah. and Iris show end up together. She's like, his one the journalist, yeah. yeah, the journalist. And she's like, Oh, well, how's your dad's appeal going? And I'm like already crying because I know all the details about mm. the dad and the mom and how she died. And they blame the dad. I'm like, Oh my God, it's working so well. Maribel so, Verdu who plays Nora Allen. Mm -hmm. My mom has started this thing with all of her grandkids that I, I just love it where she has a different way of how she says she loves them to mm -hmm. all of them. So she, with my, um, with my oldest niece, she says, I love you. And then um, they say to the moon and back. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then she does this like eye points heart thing with like, um, uh cecilia and then and, and then she was like trying to she's like yeah i'm gonna have to think of something for ava and i, so I was like was giving her suggestions so the when the when they have the back and forth of like i love you and then like oh but i loved you first uh, i was like oh yeah shit that's good right, that's right, real right. Good. yeah 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 because you bring in your your personal yeah. connections i love it mm -hmm. um so that that really worked but i think by the time it got to some of the scenes that were supposed to really work i had kind of done like some pre-crying and like the stuff at the end like you said with the supermarket i really wanted to to cry but somehow ironically i didn't i never i never quite cry when i want my body to but i only uh, didn't like that they that they he's i get it but like it's so it's uh, he's wearing all the stuff that has tags on it which mm -hmm. like I wouldn't mind, but I'm also like, oh, it's so distracting. And it sounds so silly that it's distracting, but I'm like, it's there's a way in which, like, I just think that I think Marvel has, you know, maybe not so much anymore, but I feel like there was a time period where they really nailed how to do comedy in the superhero movie, like some of the, the best Marvel stuff, the balance of it. And I feel like, like, the, the first scene, I don't need to talk about it again, but I do feel like they do not quite have the balance right um, in the flash in terms of the comedy versus um, sort of the seriousness. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's spot on. And I think that was always a problem with the Zack Snyder, you know, DCEU because Zack Snyder is a person who likes to make a really dark, you know, at least in, in this version of DC that he was making a really dark gritty, you know, no bullshit. We're going to use guns. People are going to die. There's blood, whatever universe. And like, then they tried to like kind of retroactively put some of the Marvel style humor in it. Mm -hmm. And it never quite worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the ending does it. I mean, I, yeah, the scene, but you know, and then, and then again, another idea that I think is close to working, but then doesn't work, is corrupted Barry. Barry, who um, is like trying to save his mom. I think that the reason why the idea behind that, but I think that the I, the idea behind that I think is strong because it's really in line with Barry Allen as a character that his you know the bat the thing of like batman's like don't do that and he's like i think i'm gonna go do it and yeah. then the 2013 version of him like who has always had his mom would you know be be continually going back in time but i think in terms of like we're seeing a lot of multiverse stuff obviously we just saw across the spider-verse but uh, you know we've had you know it's big and marvel's not even close to being done with it because they're in their multiverse saga so i'm a, I'm a little bit skeptical about you know are we in, are yeah. we already in multiverse fatigue? do we care anymore yeah but we i think have, the, we still have like two to know, three to four more years of that i know but i think the thing about this version of multiverse in particular that i i didn't 
like and again i guess this is like good idea bad idea uh, uh trying to hold them both together at once which is that i do i do like the idea of like okay can i can i do this one small thing to save my my mom and i i do this idea that like you can't just do that that it will like affect things in a way that's not great and you need it to be bad enough in a way that barry allen realizes he can't uh like his mom does have to die for sort of the world to be as close to his world as as possible mm-hmm. but i don't think they did a good enough job uh like the balance between there's so much change i think the biggest thing is obviously zod coming to earth and the the superman um uh superman thing supergirl thing which is fine but seemingly nothing else real big has happened so the fact that like the when there's a scene where the berries are hanging out at 2013 berries like apartment with his friends and this scene also didn't work for me mm-hmm. where the, actually there's one thing in the thing that works, which is where Eric Stoltz is, is Marty McFly. And the yeah. guy's like, no, that's not, he's like, uh, Barry's like, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guy's like, no, it is. And he shows his tattoo. He's like, your tattoo's upside down. And he lifts his leg up upside down <laughs> is it? right way up. Yeah. Is, is it? It? It's the only thing in that scene that works for me. <laughs> the, the back to the future stuff is like cute. If you get that, like, yeah, they filmed almost all of that. You get the, the joke. Yeah. You get the but, joke. Like that's the biggest thing that happened. Like the things that happened in the multiverse in which Barry Allen saves his mom are Zod comes like this hu- like humongous, humongous thing that happened where like Superman gets killed as a baby. And then mm-hmm. Zod is able to come to earth and, and dest- try to destroy the earth. And then also, people are in different movies than they were in the original timeline. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that the multiverse affected. Bat- I mean, yes, Batman is a different Batman, but, but, but see me like, I just feel like it, it just wasn't like, it's like, okay, all right. It wasn't really a fun. And then, well, we should talk about the ending too, where the multiverses are collapsing on each other. Yes. We I get mean, the cameos. I mean- the 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 Ezra Miller very quickly I just want to say like I agree that they never really got it right there was something about the and I guess in some ways the portrayal of younger Barry worked a little bit more because I think Ezra Miller's performance of Barry specifically is like a little bit more grating in a way that I appreciate that they were trying to like you know change what his character is like a little bit like he's still very quippy in the way that he always is but he's supposed to be like a lot funnier this this version of barry is just child you know yeah a little bit more childlike and then in the 18 year old version you know they're playing it very young and like high energy even before you know that version of barry has changed into the flash oh sorry that's what i meant the 2013 version is very childlike so the other one is like he's goofy but he's not I mean, but yeah. they, yeah, but they both kind of are, but, and I, and I do, and I do see the delineation, the delineation that they were trying to make between them of like, okay, this in contrast to each other, they have to feel a little bit different because they look so much alike, obviously, even though the hair is different, but I, I just think that it's, it's a little bit too much. It felt like, again, I guess, again, for this metaphor, it felt like the actor had too much to carry. Like there was just too much. And like, there are certain actors who can carry a movie you know, be the lead. And I just feel like this version of Barry is works much better as 
you know, in the Justice League, in in somebody else's movie, or even in this movie, but having like another lead that is there the entire time, that is strong, that like that the Barry character can play off of. I think that it's just it's, maybe a flash yeah, from the TV show. Oh my God! Stop, Grant Gustin. Ugh, so good. Um, but yeah, so this thing about the the multiverse stuff at the end, which I have heard now, you know, talk of. I think of you know I've seen it on the internet. I like versions of it on the internet of like what that what was ai versus what was not ai i think kevin got into it a little bit on on uh i think kevin's take is that all the flashpoint stuff is was ai all the all the auditorium stuff is all ai done and then the Mm -hmm. ending a bunch of it is uh i i i so yeah but yeah i think and these are and, and it's so crazy watching it because you're you know you were just mentioning the the marvel cinematic universe and i did a little bit of how you know they're dealing with this and in in the what was it in the multiverse of madness they're dealing with like incur what they call in that universe incursion events and like when the universes like start to slam into each other that's what will later or in the comic books anyway what later causes secret wars which is a thing that they're gonna they're gonna get to later um but i this was it was bizarre like on the one hand seeing like before before he even turned around i'm like this person has long hair to your point about the eric stoltz thing that if it works if you have the reference point of eric's and you have seen some of the i don't think there's footage but there's a lot of pictures of him in like the marty mcfly outfit Mm -hmm. there is this version of superman that they were developing where nicholas cage was going to be superman this is now i'm talking about in the real world and then they get to pay it off here because they own that. And they're going to show Christopher Reeve and that girl who played Supergirl that I can't remember. I'm like, is that Alicia Silverstone? It's not. Um, was it? Uh, but I can't tell because it's a fake. It's like not these real people. It's like somewhere between a what we'd call like a hologram, right? Like where people would show up at concerts who are dead and this yeah. happens in the real world but now like put ai on it and make them like move around it's it looked weird there's like an uncanny valley effect even just beyond that the visual effects as we have already said are bizarrely opaque and just like don't look finished or well rendered and you get to see and like the christopher reeve thing especially feels like a little bit insensitive and apparently they got permission from all of the families the of anybody that okay. they used in this movie. Well, there you go. So I felt similarly, uh, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. The Christopher Reeves one, you know, he, he, there's, um, if you haven't, there's a really great, um, he plays it. He has a cameo in Smallville, um, and he was big because when he got when he, you know, was living with his disability, he's a really big disability advocate. Um, so yeah, anyway, but apparently, you know, and to the point of like, yeah, the family probably now gets like you know the state gets some money out of that you know i don't know that you know it's yeah. something i mean there is something it's like bittersweet right like it feels inappropriate but it's also like oh it's in a way you could argue and it's obviously more than fine if you feel this way of like the beauty of getting to see him like just for a moment not see him but to see the character that he was playing live on in some other universe there's like a some you know there's some comfort in that i guess you could say or some people would feel that way that's cool but i just think overall it has this weird effect of you're seeing 
And my nerve braid was excited. I was like, wow, it's Nicolas Cage Superman. He's going to turn around. And I was like, holy crap, it's Nicolas Cage Superman. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to remember what else you see. You know, the Christopher Reeve stuff. You, just, um, you see um, uh, the first guy who played Super, but then he's he's actually like the Flash, right? A George Is it George Reeves, I think, is in the oh, movie? Oh, yeah, right. Who, uh, you see um, the original Jay Garrick, like the original, the old school, the timey Flash. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe George Reeves is just Superman. And Helen Slater is the other Supergirl. And Adam West Batman, I think, is in there as well yes 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 adam west batman and you hear the voices and it felt a little bit like you know uh across the spider-verse it was like a similar moment but at least with that they're using like original footage so that doesn't feel like a cheat this is like all quote-unquote all new footage that may or may not be ai generated it's bizarre it's such a, again it's such a fascinating moment like i just think it's a, such a fascinating artifact because it's almost like they to your point a little bit of how the visual effects are looking in the beginning of the movie you're kind of like okay this was a choice and they're leaning into it so would they think did they think like people are just going to be so excited about seeing these people that it doesn't matter how bad it looks hilarious that they're like henry cavill no thank you it's okay you were in black adam we're good don't need you <laughs> but he did appear he did appear in like the little auditorium courtroom scene of time when oh. when, when uh i would have loved the tom welling but... appearance uh, as i mentioned smallville no yeah bad, tom welling uh yeah he's aged so beautifully um yeah this is this was weird this is such a this is such a bizarre artifact i think if alien if zod comes to earth and he's like show me the movie that i'm in they show him this movie he's gonna be pissed he's gonna be like what what is this this yeah. is the representation of your art this is horrible um so yeah i i it's ironic to me like you know i ended up li liking some things and and ultimately still feeling good while watching it but as with a lot of these dc movies it's a an empty experience it's kind of feels like candy and a lot of times it's candy that you don't necessarily like but it's just you're eating candies so you're like i think this is good okay one more rant there's a scene where uh, barry allen it i can't remember is it when the woman with the baby is yelling and she's like that was terrifying uh -huh. And she's talking about like getting support. And he's like, yeah, you should see a therapist. And it's like, yeah, the justice League hasn't really figured out the mental health stuff yet. That's completely, that has to be a reshoot that they put in after all of the stuff came out where Ezra Miller's camp is like, I, I just have mental health. I'm going through mental health issues. Right. And the, the, like the, it's like a, it's like a jab at like somebody about the way that they were not supporting yeah, it's, it's mental health. Like, oh, I hated it. I hate it. Like when, when the idol did the, we don't need the intimacy coordinator. That's right. Uh, yeah. You're like, okay, but who is saying this? Is this the character on the show or is this someone else? <laughs> I mean, I, I think the best is fine. It feels icky to have it be like Ezra Miller looking at the camp being like, Gotta provide mental health services. We gotta figure that one out, right? Which yeah, like Justice League, right? Then there's even the joke of yeah, the Justice League hasn't quite figured that that part yet. And I'm like, it's like is it whatever, all of them, like, or is that a personal responsibility? Come on, they were like grooming, like it's, it's like it's awful, like it's awful what they're doing. So it's like you know, I don't know, I don't yeah, know, you know, I, I don't know. I wish it mattered. In a way, I guess ultimately, I'm my biggest. This is gonna sound so stupid, but ultimately, I guess I'm relieved because. At the end of the day, what I thought we were getting because of all this hype was like a really good movie that would then make 
like as that would then make the the overall culture and conversation around Ezra Miller like even a little even more complicated and right. honestly annoying. Right. Um, of just like, well, but look at this, look at this product, <laughs> it's pretty good. And now we're like, no, the <laughs> CGI is just bad. So like, we can yeah. just we can just never talk about this movie again. And also, for the record, anytime Tom Cruise says anything questionable, we were already questioning. But it's even more questionable now. Best superhero movie of all time? Uh, no, I think. I think so. Maybe elevation. <laughs> maybe it's elevation sickness from Top Gun. I don't know. Best superhero movie where time is compared to spaghetti. Don't well, there is a on spaghetti. That. To, and you, you, Best that, superhero movie with a baby in a microwave. 100%. That, I would agree with that. The the spaghetti looked bland. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, I mean, it, I think that was the point. Yeah, no makes, seasoning. I don't Pretty know bad spaghetti, I think. Yeah. Batman, you know, he had Alfred. Or I guess the point is he doesn't have Alfred. Okay, fine, fair. I correct. I I stand corrected from myself. Yeah. Jeremy uh, Irons was fun for like the five minutes he was in the movie, like that. That's true, you know. And I forgot Jeremy Irons was in this movie, and I'm so glad because now I have something to smile about. <laughs> Jeremy Irons is, is yeah. doing so well in this movie. Yeah. Like Mr. Be yeah. uh, Mr. Allen, uh, you know, you do, you know, because Barry Allen is the is the babysitter, and he knows it. Literally babysitting, but instead baby throwing and baby microwaving. Um, are you excited for Blue Beetle? Are you excited for a DC dude reset? Launching with Blue Beetle, apparently. <sighs> okay. Another character that I really <laughs> care about. No, I just and yeah. that that okay and that side was just like, yeah, let's let's keep the disappointment coming. Like just keep I'm ready to be hurt again. Uh Blue Beetle's a character that I really enjoy not as deeply I, as the flash it's a newer yeah. character um i appreciate that he's a latin character I, I hope it's good as with everything i hope it's good i mean i mean not to like just get my expectations and i think like now i'm i'm in uh to like i mean i watch everything so i'm gonna watch these will be the biggest movies when they come come out or whatever we'll see um I think James Gunn leading it actually like I, I do think the problem with the DCU is they did they didn't put somebody in charge they didn't of this have a thing. Leader. Yeah. They if, didn't. if if Tom uh, Tom Gunn, if Top Gun, huh? Tom Cruise, uh James Gunn got uh -huh. got involved in this in the Blue Beetle movie early enough, even if it was just like in the edit bay, where like we can still cut this movie into something fun and like a product that feels worthwhile, I think that for sure that that made a difference. I feel like time. I think Peter Safran is is involved, and he's the co-chairman and co-CEO with with James Gunn. So, I, I like okay. I think the DNA is there. I think I think. Okay. Well, I yeah. hope the DNA is there because you know it may not be, and then the Beatle will get mad. That's what the Blue Beetle storyline is about. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like it's kind of fun to to feel like you know is it really really interesting a thing for us to chat about about as Marvel is trying to like figure out their how to like keep going they have all this like you know stuff whereas the dcu is is you know going to sort of be like here's the reset button we're starting from scratch mm -hmm. and i the one thing i do i do worry about is that like i feel like it's you know it's really underrated how much time marvel put into the mcu like mm -hmm. how much time there is between like iron man till like the end of it, right? Like there's so, you know, and the Avengers, you know, happens, you know, in there, but like, I don't know. It does feel like to a degree, like they had some patience that doesn't feel like DC um, has had. 
and some consistency that DC has not had. Yes. And so I really, really liked Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, I've not watched the James Gunn's like uh, Suicide Squad stuff, but you know, if, if that's sort of the energy he's going to bring to the DCU, I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I think it could be really fun. So we'll see. And I'll be fine. I, I don't I don't have an attachment really to basically any like batman i really love batman mm -hmm. like don't screw up batman and i'm and i'm kind of fine everything else that's like i, I you know yeah you know it's not good it's not good eh. i don't know yeah you know yeah no i think that's fair i definitely am looking forward to the james Gunn. i actually wasn't aware that he that they were publicly uh talking about the his involvement or like their involvement the the co-chairs now in blue beetle so that does make me excited that they were you know involved in some and to some degree and that they're going to hang their hat on it on the one hand which but on the other hand you know they were somewhat hanging their hat on this movie but they also were like it's not part of our universe so i mean uh, so i mean you could i mean there is i think you could be cautious in the sense that in january 2023 he said it will not be connected but by mm -hmm. april he actually said no we are going to incorporate it, and that potentially blue beetle mm -hmm. will have its own trilogy so i think i think it's fine for you to also be like i don't really, i don't know we this is the first you know if this is the first thing that's like falling under james gunn's all they DC need stuff, then all it's they fair need to be is skeptical. is uh is strings to be able to pull on later like the <laughs> as we've been saying even with this movie that was like highly flawed there were good things in there. So if you have someone like a James Gunn who we can somewhat trust, at least on like a taste level of what is entertaining, then yeah, you could turn up the volume, so to speak, on the things in a movie that are working well and turn the volume way down on the things that are not working well. And he I seems mean, to be able to calibrate yeah. things very successfully. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Blue Beetle, let's do it. Coming in, I don't know, two months? August 18th. Wow, what a time. Yeah. Are we gonna right time for my birthday? For my birthday. Wow! Way yeah. to make it about you. I love. I Happy love this universe. Birthday to me. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll see you then for that movie. I'm gonna travel through time right now to try to get there sooner to let you know oh. if it's good or not, and then I'm gonna have to come back to this moment in time and pretend like I don't know that the movie's good or bad when I arrive because I don't want to break the multiverse. Okay, but, fair uh, enough. That's it for this movie, The Flash. What a mm -hmm. moment. Um, it's it's kind of sad now because what else do we have look, to look forward to? Uh, I think there's Barbie coming out. I think there's Oppenheimer coming out. But I mean, the Asteroid City uh, comes. I'm going to go see it tonight as we're recording this podcast. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Too, yeah. I'm excited. We're going to talk about past lives. I think Mission Impossible. Yes. Yeah. Past lives. Barbie past and Oppenheimer. Lives, we already it's... did talk about that. I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited. About <laughs> I'm not excited about the three hour runtime because movies famously do not have intermission. But Oppenheimer's like three and a half hours, I think, right? I, it's three. I was told Ooh, it's three hours. Very right, so good. Hours. Very good question for you. I don't know if you're going to do same day, but which one are you seeing first, Barbie or Oppenheimer? I have to see Barbie first because the the Oppenheimer tickets went on sale and I missed the IMAX screening. So I actually oh. can't see it on the big IMAX screen until oh. Monday morning. And then you're gonna have to take the next day off work because you said it's, it'll make you feel physically sick when you watch the explosion. <laughs> I have radiation poisoning. Yeah, you're gonna have radiation poisoning. You have to take the whole week off, um, which, I, which yeah, we know very well yeah. from Dark Grace. Here's what I think. I think if you're gonna watch them both in the same day, you should do you should have your dessert last. So see Barbie last. I think Oppenheimer. Yes, like I, I don't, I'm not ending true. the day on Oppenheimer. You know, no. I'm gonna go then watch Barbie. Yes. If I can't watch them on the same day. I think I'll probably see 
Barbie first. Even if Oppenheimer is, I think, potentially more my movie. I think they're both going to be a movie. I actually think Barbie's going to be like super psychological. And I think like really, God, I think like really deep, off. I think. Grace, I know. They can pull it off. I know. God, I have such high hopes. I, have such I know. High hopes. But um, yeah, I'll probably see Barbie first uh only and that's similar to your thing is that um the imax uh the, the the theater near me is not imax so yeah anyway um yeah incredible incredible moment incredible moment of movies so many summer movies left to come out like you said so i'm really excited to be talking about those with you very soon until then though grace what else do you have working for you on these <laughs> podcast front network fronts uh yeah i'm chatting about uh let's start with we're not done in succession episode rankings of the battle royale next week will be the final week i think for both of those we'll see what comes out after that you and i are also chatting hbo's the idol we're watching it so you don't have to we lured jess sterling into watching a couple episodes um also covering black mirror we did like the full episode all we were kept all five episodes in one podcast with mike and lt then lt and i are going episode by episode with guests along the way and yeah we're doing a dark rewatch uh with rich and over on rob as a podcast you can check out the pride has spoken where we chat with different lgbtq survivors we had a great conversation with carla and we had a great conversation with hi and we should have another one uh hopefully should drop tomorrow i'll announce that missy bird from survivor island of the isles we're gonna chat with missy so that was a really great conversation we had so i'm excited for people to check that out i'm on twitter at high from grace wow 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 i am also on twitter at that other ariel i'm char charting i guess i'm charting and besides charting i'm chatting with uh <laughs> you like you said with uh, about dark and uh covering the idol like you said and there was something else. Yeah, uh, Grey's Anatomy coverage with Chappelle. We finished the season. We're trying to do another like monthly deep dive thing like we did at the very beginning. Because, uh, you know, the summer's off for Grey's and this writer strike. But Chappelle and I are still doctors. So we don't want to put away our, our badges <laughs> quite yet. That's right. Uh, but uh, that's it from us here so many exciting movies i'm genuinely excited to talk about them uh until then i'm ariel that's grace we are pushing the best theater bye